guys and welcome back to my podcast. So today I'm going to explain how ADHD makes me feel and how it affects me personally. What is ADHD? It stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. There are a few different types of ADHD. Some people have it worse than other people. It doesn't affect everybody in the same way. Not everybody has the same traits. So the most common type of ADHD is the combined type, which is made up from impulsiveness, hyperactivity, and inattention and distractibility. So the next type of ADHD is the least common, which is impulsiveness and hyperactivity. So the next type of ADHD is the inattentive and distractible type of ADHD. This is predominantly just inattention and distractibility without the hyperactivity. So let me quickly give you a brief explanation of these traits. You might be wondering, what is inattention? It can be anything from short attention spans, difficulty listening to others, forgetful, and having poor organisation skills. So what is impulsiveness? Impulsiveness can be a really dominant trait. It can affect you in social situations. You can often interrupt others, finish their sentences. Um, waiting in line can all, like often be quite a difficult, you know, challenge. Um, it, might, it makes you want to do things like very spontaneously without any precautions or thinking of the consequences. So impulsiveness in a school environment can make things really difficult, especially for the teachers. I mean, you know, kids with ADHD are often challenging, but with impulsiveness, it can lead to them blurting out answers, um, speaking over the teacher. But with our ADHD, our impulsiveness is really quite dominant. And sometimes we just can't hold in what we want to say. I would explain impulsiveness and compare it to a volcano ready to erupt. And sometimes when we have to hold in all of our like traits, the volcano is inevitably going to explode. And sometimes just blurting out an answer can be the release that we need. It makes us feel like we're in control of the situation, even just a little bit. I personally struggle from impulsiveness as a trait. And to me, that's my most dominant trait. Um, so as I've gotten older, the urges for being spontaneous and being impulsive have become very, very dominant. So my impulsiveness has led me to apply for loans and break the law by driving too fast and getting caught on my black box, um, being spontaneous as in, you know, out and about. I don't think about the consequences of my actions and who they're going to affect and hurt. I've tried to convince myself, I've tried to convince my parents, oh yeah, I can afford to pay this loan back when realistically I can't, I can't afford to do that. But in my mind, I want it and I want it now. There's no, you know, there's no other option. And if I don't get it, then I'll be angry and then I'll move on to something else. And, you know, the cycle begins again. So the next trait is hyperactivity. So, you know, when people think about hyperactivity, they usually assume it's just you know, bouncing off the walls or being totally out of control. Hyperactivity isn't just about bouncing off the walls. It also is about hyper-focusing. So to me, hyper-focus contributes a lot towards most of my anxiety. I hyper-focus on the worst case scenario and I become so indulged in the worst case scenario that I really make myself believe it's going to happen to me. You know, some people have said I've got hypochondria, 
but really it's not it's because my mind fixates on something um becomes obsessed almost and it's really hard to like switch it off i know for a fact if you have adhd you will agree with me life could be so much easier if we could just switch it off but unfortunately we can't so i just encourage myself to embrace all my differences and i encourage you to as well you know we can use our differences to empower others to motivate them and make them determined to not let adhd win hyperactivity will affect each and every one of us in a different way it can affect you with sitting still you may not be able to sit still for a long time um you may not be able to read a book you may talk a lot um and talk over people like i said earlier um it can give you re a really tough time you know getting on with your work or your projects your schoolwork it can make you you know bored very very easily as your mind is isn't easily stimulated we can end up losing our car keys our house keys a lot more often as we just put things down and we just forget about them because we do things so quick we just think oh I'll put them here and then later on you're like where did I put those so they are the typical traits of ADHD but you know they aren't all going to affect everyone the same so I was diagnosed with the combined type of ADHD which is the most common type of ADHD so I wasn't um, diagnosed until I just turned 21 um, last year and I mean it changed my life. It answered questions for me that nobody else could answer because they didn't know themselves. Not even my parents, they didn't have a clue what was going on with me. They knew, you know, all throughout school with the trouble, college, like um, junior school, infant school, a young child. I always displayed, you know, differences, but you know, no one ever had the answers. When I look back now to when I was younger, I mean, my traits stick out like a sore thumb, you know, like they're so obvious. And I was obviously asking for help. My mind only knew how to get negative attention from the teachers, from my peers, you know. My mind was trying to deal with struggling, feeling alone, anxiety, and to top it off, ADHD. I was constantly excluded, constantly in detention, isolation. I mean, it's so obvious now that I just don't understand why I wasn't, you know, diagnosed a hell of a lot younger. Obviously, my parents knew there was something not quite right with me, like I mentioned earlier. But I had always dreamed of a career in the police. And when I was younger, bear in mind, I was at school, you know, up until 2014. And... ADHD was seen as the naughty kid disorder, you know, it wasn't seen as a disability or a learning disability, it, it just meant you were naughty. So throughout my school like career, I had many teachers say flippantly to me, Do you have ADHD Molly? Have you been tested for ADHD? I think you have ADHD. Well, I'm going to tell your parents you need to be tested for ADHD. Well, I always think now, like, well, why didn't they do something about it? Why didn't they get me tested? Why didn't they, you know, tell my parents that they have to get me tested or what the, you know, what the percentage of um, my chances are of having it, you know? I mean, I would have appreciated now if they had, like, got an education psychologist in to at least, you know, give me a chance. 
of getting good grades and becoming, you know, a policewoman. But instead, all they really cared about was how hard I was making their day. And they didn't necessarily put my future as a priority. They just cared about, you know, fair enough. My behaviour was very challenging and overwhelming. Don't get me wrong, I know that. But they had a duty of care. And I feel like, you know, some teachers don't take that into consideration. And they just think about... Like, oh, I don't want Molly in my class, she always disrupts it. Or, oh, Molly always talks over me. I mean, why why has it taken 21 years for a diagnosis? Like, why did no one ever pick it up in my educational career? I mean, I was showing such obvious signs and I don't understand, you know, how I slipped through the radar. I'm not slagging off teachers or schools or anything, but... I do believe that ADHD is seen as more of a hindrance, you know, than than a disability. And we do struggle. I mean, school, the, the environment of school in general is a challenging place for anybody. But with ADHD, I mean, you have so many like, peer pressures to overcome. You have so much that you have to learn, you know, you have to socially fit in. And sometimes... You mask your traits so bad that when you go home, you like let rip of all of your anger and everything that you've had to hold in all day and you take it out on your loved ones. I mean, personally, I had so much stress put on my parents. I mean, they were constantly up for school. My dad was banned from the school. You know, I had a younger sister who was meant to look up to me, but instead she was scared of me. My whole family you know, days out, I'd, I'd wreck them because I wanted things to be my way. And if they weren't, then all hell would break loose, you know. I'd be like a tornado. I would take out everything, you know, around me. And even though I loved them dearly and they loved me, at that time, you know, I had no control over my emotions, my impulsiveness, my hyperactivity... You know, I didn't know how to control these things. I had no mechanisms, like coping mechanisms in place to help me. All I knew was, you know, that's how I've acted for the past 21 years. And that's like being normal, like people say, was a foreign language to me. I didn't know how to do that. To me, my normal was acting up, you know, being impulsive, being hyperactive and being the anger tornado. Like that was my way of, you know, communicating and coping I just feel sorry for for those people who had to suffer and struggle like I did you know alone and and it can be really isolating and you know scary and upsetting at times it left me feeling like I wasn't good enough for anybody um I changed who I was I changed my standards of people I changed you know how I thought about myself I would become this different almost character and version of myself in every different social situation that I encountered I'd lie about who I was I'd lie about you know oh yeah I've slept with this person or oh yeah I've done drugs oh yeah I've smoked I do alcohol because I thought that was what I was meant to be doing but deep down I couldn't even sleep in my own bedroom I slept with my mum because I was so scared of being on my own you know these things make you insecure as a person. So being diagnosed isn't a bad thing for me personally. And I, I never want someone else to feel like they're defined by their ADHD. 
or any illness, a mental health issue, any of that, you should never ever feel, you know, defined by your mental health disorders or ADHD in general, you know, because that doesn't stop you from, you know, achieving and being successful. The only person that can stop you from doing that is yourself. And once you learn to believe in yourself, trust me, you can go anywhere. You can, you're unstoppable, you know, the world's your oyster. You can achieve great things. ADHD, you know, has so many great things. You can hyper-focus on something and you can achieve what someone would achieve in six weeks. You can achieve in just a day because when you set your mind to something, you go, you know, full throttle and you can create and achieve amazing things. Not a lot of people would, you know, know this about ADHD because they would automatically assume that we're nasty people. But deep down, we are very loving and sympathetic and we take other people's feelings into consideration. Deep down, we all just want to be accepted, you know, we just want to be seen as normal. We don't want people to define us and only see our imperfections and difficulties. We just want people to, you know, encourage us and embrace our differences and help us achieve what we want. So that's the end of this podcast as I feel like I've rambled on um but basically the whole point of this podcast was just so that you could learn a little bit about my ADHD and you know my difficulties and I encourage you to you know go onto my blog let me know if you're enjoying my podcast and let me know if there's anything in particular you want to know um and I just hope you're taking you know something good from this podcast and learning that you aren't alone and that you can achieve great things and ADHD is only just a little bit of an extra ingredient added into you you know and you know some people really like really like that so ADHD will never define you you define yourself and you let things define who you are when actually you're amazing and you're one of a kind and all you have to really do in life is Keep being you because you is enough, you know. Your personality is amazing. You're beautiful on the inside and the out. And ADHD can only make you more perfect. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, And, you know, I'm excited to carry on and let you guys know a little bit more about me and my ADHD. Have a good day.